Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the All the T-Shirts Student Ministry Podcast. I am Rick White. And I am Lee Myers. And we are glad to have you with us today. And uh, I just did an intro for the first time for the podcast. You nailed it, man. It I was know, beautiful. It, it was, was like, beautiful. It's like one of those like movies where you switch. Yeah. You know, and you now have to be you for... Time. We just took the training wheels off the bike, right? We did. I know. I feel like <laughs> such a grown-up now. Thank you. Uh, Lee and his seniority allowed me to do an intro today, and it well, was great. Thank you for pointing that yeah. out. How you been doing, Lee? I'm doing well, Rick. Um, man, just staying busy with the kids. Uh, seems like um, I don't have a free night to myself because things are just going on all the time. And I mean, just get ready. It's coming for you. Oh, it's there. <laughs> Dude, it is there. I got the high school and the junior high yeah. kid, and so we're, well, we're wait, we, we, the we're senior. Busy. The senior is the is the beast. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not looking forward to that. When, at all. when they become seniors, it's all about them. Oh, <laughs> I know. And everything that entails. So. Everything. Yeah, we oh. we had homecoming for. Uh, she went. She went to a homecoming thing last week. Or right in the week before, it's just it's just all running together. It's a blur. I She's know. got another homecoming thing coming up in a, in a couple of weeks, so that's what's going on, man. Well, she looks so pretty in the dress, and you know, yeah, it's, she it's not, it's, She's having a good. time. She did. She did. I she's know. having a good time. She's a good one, Lee. Yeah, you, you've done well. All right. Well, today uh, we have a, another special guest. I love the guest, the episodes where we have a guest. I do the, too. Those are my favorites. They I, are mine as they're well. They're really mine because we're. We can only go so far with our limited knowledge, even though we have, especially Lee, years and years of experience. Very and, finite. Yes, but having somebody I'm really else excited here, about this guest. This is great. We've I, tried to get him for quite some time this, now. Yes, we he's are. He's a hard guy to nail down. I'm he just really saying. is. He really is. And, um, and he's living his best life. And today, we have our good friend, Mr. Terry Townsend. Terry just recently... Quote, retired, if there is such a thing. I don't uh, think there's such a thing as that. Yeah. From First Baptist Church in Gina, Louisiana, after serving there for 29 years. 29 years. 29 years, Rick. 29 years. That's like a really good ACT score. Like, that's (laughs) 29 years. That's great. Like, so (laughs) Terry has led conferences for Louisiana Baptist Convention. He's a graduate of Louisiana Christian University, which was just Louisiana College back then. Back in the day. Back in the day, which was just like a year ago. They were Louisiana College. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh, he graduated more than What's a year ago. What's up, Wildcats? Yeah. He also graduated from Southwestern Seminary. Uh, shout out to all our listeners oh, in Fort Worth. Oh, we love the Fort Worth peeps. That is the seminary in Fort Worth. That's yes. right. Uh, he's married to his beautiful wife, Diana, and is, and it is an Ohio native. He's a big Ohio State fan. He is a, a Buckeye. He is a Buckeye. I, I recall once seeing Terry at a youth evangelism conference walking around with Buckeyes on the side of his head. Oh, they must have they won. Painted something. them on his head or something. I don't know. We'll find, <laughs> we'll get that story in a minute. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so Terry is what we call an anomaly in student ministry because the average youth pastor, what is it like, eighteen months that they yeah. stay at a church. So he is. Can you imagine? Like, so twenty nine years. Like, what's the bottom of that? <laughs> if it's if it's eighteen months, you know. I don't um, know. Like, but he's really he's he's uh, really up that average. So he's definitely been there for the long haul, and that's our episode today. We're calling it the long haul episode. But so he's been there for the long haul, and that's what we're talking about today. So Terry, welcome to our podcast. 
Hey, welcome, guys. Shout out to Fort Worth. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's, That's your old stomping ground. Terry, Terry, does Fort Worth ever cross your mind? Yeah. I go real close there when we go to Dallas to, for, to uh, see our daughter, but, man, I, I don't really go there often. <laughs> We don't either, but we're going to go there. I know. We're going to have to do like a tour. Well, yeah, we're going to have to <laughs> <laughs> do a live podcast for Fort Worth. Josh, you up for a Fort Worth trip? He's got a sister in law. He's got a sister in law there. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, good deal. Uh, well, Terry, let's, let's back up a little bit. Tell us, how did you get into student ministry? I mean, you. You stayed at, we'll get into how you stayed at one church for that long, but, but how'd you get started? I mean, you, Ohio guy, you end up in Gina, Louisiana. How'd you get started? Okay. Uh, when I was in high school, I really didn't go to a youth group, but I went to an FCA group and the leader there, Ken Rebuck, would invite some athletes over to uh, his house on Monday night watch Monday Night Football, and at halftime, we talked about the Scripture. And I just know how I enjoyed him breaking down the Scripture so I could understand it and make it applicable to my walk with Christ at the high school. And then I went to FCA camp, and they needed a huddle leader, which is a group of 12 guys, and he asked me to do it. And I just found that, man, it found, I was like, I would love to do this the rest of my life. But I joined the Air Force, (laughs) and I was in the Air Force for eight years, working with bombs, and in the near the end of my eight years, uh, I felt God calling me into the ministry, but I really didn't know what area, and uh, so I kept asking him to rebuild to me, give me a sign about what ministry area I needed to go into, and my father-in-law, which was not a real spiritual guy, but a very wise guy. Uh, had seen me work with teenagers at the church we were going to, Parkview in Alexandria. He said, you know, maybe God's calling you into youth ministry. And uh, I I just felt that was a confirmation of what I've been asking for. And uh, got out of the Air Force, went to Louisiana College, and that really helped me out, just being in uh, classes with guys and girls that were going into the ministry. And then I went straight from there to Southwestern and uh, they had a youth ministry program under Dr. Briggs and Dr. Uh, Black. And those were two well-known professors and leaders in youth ministry. We got to sit underneath them and with other guys in the classroom and just, man, just like, man, I would love to do this in the church. And I, I asked God several times, I said, are you sure you still want me to do this? And he never let me go. <laughs> yeah. So I did youth ministry for almost 39 years. Man. Wow. So you went from dropping physical bombs to spiritual bombs. I was about to say, you worked with bombs? How did I, <laughs> I didn't know, know that this about, about you? you, Terry. Yeah. Well, that's how I got that job. He's I the would, bomb I joined the Air Force to go into computer work. About halfway through basic training, they said, oh, uh, sorry, but that job it's not open anymore. You can go home and come back in six months and go through this whole thing again. I went, oh, no, I've been through this halfway. I'm going to go. So they gave me a choice of 461. That's conventional bombs. 462 was loading bombs. 464 were nuclear bombs. I knew I didn't want to do that. So I picked number one. And uh, it led me to Louisiana where I met my wife. 
and uh, got involved at Parkview Baptist Church. And then we went to Italy for three years and then to Moody and then back to England where I exited out. So I bet I bet when they when they do fireworks displays at the church. They're <laughs> like in charge of it. It's like like the so most you, amazing fireworks displays. So okay. you started working oh, with bombs. Yeah. yeah. We, have, we have dropped some bombs in the past. Yes. Oh yeah. man. Starts working with bombs. Oh then man. Then meets the bomb and his wife. Uh, and then Well so so tell you know, I I know this is uh, we sent you some of the questions and stuff. I, I want to hear a little bit more about your experience with Dr. Briggs and and, and, and Dr. Black. Because those guys are, are, man, they are like on the Mount Rushmore of student ministry. Right. Uh, well, one thing I learned from them was take good notes and learn what other people are saying. Just be quiet and listen. That's, sometimes that's the best way to learn. And they just told uh, youth ministry was kind of new then. It wasn't like a position every church had. But it was just talking about the importance of building relationships and teaching teenagers how to uh, read the word, how to apply the word to their lives, uh, mix in activities that would get them there. And it was just like, man, I get to sit under these two guys. It was great. Plus, I read their books. So it was like, man, it was just, it was well, just great. I know. Like there. when I was in seminary, you know, their textbooks were some of the, the books that we used in New Orleans. You know, right. these guys, I mean, they they were some of the, the first guys to really get out there and and to make it more of an academic science as far as student right. ministry is concerned. So, I think they, they, they opened the door yes, to uh, yes. enlighten churches how that student ministry could work in a church. And, uh, and it was just Great. Plus, you got to hang out with other guys going into ministry, so you got to talk to them and fellowship with them and share ideas and hear some things that did work in their church and some things that didn't work in their churches. Now, were you serving at a church while you were in, at Southwestern? Uh, no. I was working full-time at Central Freight Lines, and then we went to church on Sunday, but just as a layperson. Okay. Well, how important was that training that you got? You know, you know, we, we encourage students all the time that are they're going into student ministry. We encourage them to uh, first off, I, I tell them never go to a four year school and get a religious degree. You know, I always tell them to go get something else just to kind of have in their back pocket, something they can kind of fall back on. Eventually, whether it's teaching, nursing, whatever, or even be bivocational. Bi- bi- yeah, or you may you may be bivocational one day, and so that's one of the things that I like to tell them because a lot of times if they go to seminary, or they go to graduate school, it's going to be a repeat of what they've had. Um, and I know there were, I know in my experience, I can't speak for Rick, but I know mm-hmm. in my experience, some of the classes that we took overlapped big time when we got to seminary. Um, yeah. Well, I was a religious ed minor, so I, yeah, I was a I was a communication major in college, which I just tried to pick the easiest one for me, you know, just to, <laughs> just to get out of college, get out of college and everything. But yeah, I didn't want to repeat like that either. I knew I was going to seminary, and right, and I'll get some of that. I do wish I would have taken some of the stuff to help prepare me more for seminary a little bit in that four year deal. But right, so so Terry, you said uh, so you you were in ministry for thirty nine years. 
You were at right. Gina for 29. Where were you before that? Uh, how long? What other churches were, were you in? Other churches? You said you were in Italy. I know for a little while for the Air Force, and then came back. Where did you serve before Gina? Okay, uh, well, first trial out of the uh, seminary was at First Baptist Church in Columbus, Texas. There's a little joke there. I told God I wanted to go back to Columbus, but I uh, didn't tell him the wrong specify one. Columbus, Ohio. So yeah. I uh, got Columbus, Texas, which was a church that never had a youth ministry before. And wow. they just called me and asked me to come and start one. And I was there for a year and they ran out of money. <laughs> what so, what year was that? Uh, let's see. I graduated from seminary. That'd be 1988. Awesome. And uh, I was still in high school, YC, Rick, in case you're wondering. Okay. <laughs> I came to one of the first YECs at uh, the Coliseum. That's the Youth Evangelism Conference in Louisiana. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, met with a pastor there, uh, Wayne Kike. He was at Trinity Baptist Church in Pineville. He was looking for a youth minister, got him to do youth and education. Uh, so I went there, spent there two and a half years, and uh, had a bad experience at the end. Had a great experience in the middle, uh, but uh, got released and uh, stayed out of ministry about a year and a half. And then went to First Baptist Church in Regina, and I told him, I'm coming here to stay. And I didn't realize how <laughs> what that meant. Twenty nine years think later. Think about think about if you had gotten so frustrated though from from the bad experience. Okay, and there are a lot of lot of people out there. They they serve for a season and they get into a situation with a pastor or or somebody, and it doesn't work out, and they get frustrated and they and they get out of it. But think about how differently your life would have been if you had stayed out of it. You know, you stayed true to the call and that God had placed on your life. And um, so, I mean, just, just think about how different things would have been if you, if you right. had not stayed with that. So let me ask you this too, because uh, I know that was a big deal in me coming here when they were interviewing me for, for the position I'm in now. Uh, you, you said when you went to Gina, you, you told them I'm, I'm coming here to stay. Did you really like you, you, you've, like said that out loud to them. Like, I want to be right. here for the long haul. I think right. that, I did. to me, that speaks volumes. I mean, that for a church, you know, to know that, that this guy's coming and he's not coming to use it as a stepping stone, a stepping stone else. or this is a transition place for me, whatever that you're willing here. You, this guy from Ohio that's going to Gina, Louisiana and, and says, I want to stay. I, I got to tell you, I mean, that probably meant more to your church right there from the beginning. That's a way to start. It is. That's a great beginning. Yeah. And I tell, I tell guys and gals all the time, right? you know, a lot, there are a lot of guys that, you know, that, and we saw them at seminary, they would get into student ministry just to get their foot in the door at a church with aspirations of being a pastor, mm -hmm. you know, like a senior pastor. And not that there's anything wrong with that, because I think God can change your calling, but I think that if you're in student ministry just because you want to be a pastor, I think you need to get out of it. I think you need to go right. pastor somewhere or you need yeah. to be an associate pastor somewhere because if, if that's where your calling is, that's where that's where you need to be. You know, you don't need to ever use one type of ministry as a stepping stone to get into another one. Yeah, which brings us to this, I guess, Terry. That like, So what kept you in student ministry 
for all these years. Like just Did you ever have somebody come up to you and say, Hey Terry, we need a pastor? You wanna come be our pastor? Uh yes. Actually that happened a couple of times that uh, people would tell me I'd make a real good pastor. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so I would always pray. I say, God, if you even want to move me from this place or you want me to do something different, tell me. And never he never called to tell me anything different, never told me to go any other places, even though I had opportunities. Uh, it's just like, that was my call. Uh, I knew it, and he confirmed it so many times. That's so great. Mm. I quit trying to do what other people wanted me to do and just do what God wanted me to do. That's awesome. That's so, gold. so yeah, how did you end? So then I don't think this is on here, but um, I I know Lee and I both have gotten the questions before, man, how long do you see yourself doing this? Like, you know, you're not getting any younger. You're not, uh, you know, you're, how, how do you relate? How do you feel like you can continue to relate to the kids as old as you are, that kind of stuff? Um how long do you think you can do this? Like how long, how'd you answer people? I know you had to get that from somebody somewhere Mm. at some point in your ministry. How'd you answer people when they asked you that question? Uh, Yeah. Your age has a lot to do with it. So in a lot of people's eyes, because I could be the grandfather of most of the students in my ministry at the end. Uh, But I just told them, Look, the teenagers, I can still relate to teenagers because they're people. <laughs> and I'm just interested in their life. And, uh, Isn't it amazing when, how people don't think teenagers are people? Yeah. <laughs> like they're aliens. Well, or They are. You know? People always say the, they're the future of the church. I think they are the church now. Amen. They're, they're going to be the ones that... <laughs> We need like one of those one of those tracks that does like cheering. Yes, I was. <laughs> I love it, man. I, I love just it. I just did the touchdown signal with my when that you was said the Rick that touchdown dance. I'm telling you, I've said that for years. It's like stop. Yeah, you're the future of the church, but dude, you're here now. Right. Be the right. church. Be, be the, the church, church now. now. I love right. that you said that. Terry. That's right. I and good. I think you can. I think if you stay long enough at a church, and just don't stay in ministering to teenagers, but minister to the whole church and get to know the people, they begin to see that there's value in a youth ministry and that they are the church, members of the church. And I'd always emphasize, and don't quit calling them the future of the church. They are church members. They are the church today. They do, they're going to do most of the grunt work for y'all. Mm-hmm. So. Did, did, you, did you find that the longer you were in ministry, the more the more your ministry tended to encompass parents and older folks um, as a student pastor? Oh, yeah. I was very, I was not at first, but I was very intentional about that to go and talk to the senior adults, to help them, to uh, reach out to the parents. Though I didn't do that very good, very good job of that. Uh, But minister to the whole church um, just to make I made it a point every Sunday morning not just to hang out with the students but go shake everybody's hand ask them how they're doing find out their names see how their life is going quick question how, how many how many pastors did you serve under at Gina 
three. Oh, I forgot the, the intentional interim guy who kind of tried to get rid of me every every Sunday. Uh, so four. Four. <laughs> Plus a couple of interims. Yeah, wow. interims, yeah. So here's the question that, that you probably are getting asked now more than ever before. What advice would you tell a young person starting out in student ministry? For example, let's just we'll just go with three. What are your three biggest lessons that you would pass on to them? Or, or this could be like something you wish someone had told you early on. Okay, first of all, um, I know there's a lot of people and that are getting online degrees. I don't know if it's easier, less complicated. Man, I would encourage every one of them to go to a college class, get into class, uh, meet people, listen to people, go to seminary, get the training you need. Because at seminary, you learn uh, what is the ropes of the church, so to speak, where how a church works and how pastors relate, things like that. And plus, if you go get youth ministry training, you're with other youth ministers and not just actually on a, on a camera, so to speak. Mm. Uh, so I think that's important. Uh, second thing is uh, keep your eyes where your feet are. Uh, don't compare your ministry to other ministries because there's always going to be one bigger, always one better. But that's not where God put you. Uh, and uh, fill your own cup first. Uh, it, you just got to stay strong spiritually yourself. So you have something to give when the opportunity comes. Uh, sort of like the, the lady on the stewardess at the air, on the airplane. What does she tell you to do when the oxygen flows? Put it on yourself, then help others. I've used that illustration a lot of times with teenagers that uh, you got to have your own, you have your cup full so you can share out that overflow of your heart. Uh, if you don't have anything to give, the teenagers will figure you out in a hurry. Man, those are good. Those are really good. You should write a book, Terry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a we'll do a forward. Our tens of listeners would would uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. So my wife would kill me. She would have to edit the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. What what major changes have you seen or experienced over the years in student ministry? Uh, well, one thing. Um, Students have a whole lot more to do than they used to. They have so many other options than the, the church events or the special events you got planned. And parents allow them to choose. Uh, technology has kind of taken over where you and I, when we first started, we actually had to read the books and get the ideas or go to conferences and listen to what other guys are doing and steal from them, so to speak. Now you can just Google it. And uh, I think we miss the fact, the knowledge that books can give us. And uh, I just see that's, that's one of the things that's, um, that's been hurt in youth ministries. There's just not many guys or girls in the youth ministry. Uh, I don't know why, but uh, you know, like you said, some people are using those stepping stones and churches to figure that out. Uh, I wrote down, um, let's see, 
I think we, uh, I think a lot of people don't see youth ministry as something you can do for the long haul. Uh, but man, working with teenagers, they're more pliable. They're like Play-Doh compared to working with adults who have already decided how they believe and then everybody's going to change them. That's I just a good think, illustration. Uh, I think you, uh, I don't think pe- many people are listening to God's call on their, on their life these days. They want they want to do the other jobs. They want to do it part-time, and there's nothing wrong with that bivocational type thing. But uh, youth ministry is very demanding. It takes a lot of time, and uh, there's a whole lot more to it than just activities. That's true. You think, uh, you know, I wonder, you know, people complain about the the younger generations now, you know, the whole sense of entitlement and and all that, and I think uh, I think you said some of that, um, like when you said that people don't really listen to their calling as much. I think a lot of times we have our own agenda going into ministry, and if you just sit back and listen to God and let Him direct you, I think that a lot of people would would probably stay more for the long haul if we were just you know present and listening to God. And I love the keep your eyes where your feet are that you said before. Advice and to be quiet give. and listen. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. You know, God can speak to us through so many different avenues. And I, I think sometimes a lot of the the, young, the younger ministers, when they first get into it, if they would just quit trying to be the quit trying to be the, the guru, you know, because and, and a lot of it is because of the, the whole comparison thing. They want to be the next so and so or the next so and so be you. And as you're doing that. Be quiet and just listen to what some of these guys and gals have been in it for the long haul. There's a lot of wisdom there. Yeah, you know, and, and it's and and I, I agree with what Terry said too. Like we don't read as much as we used to, and I think a lot of that is you know you can you can get an article on Google and skim it and just you know always you think I always have it there and everything instead of sitting down and delving into something and just really soaking stuff in and listening to people, but. So Terry, let me ask you this: Let's switch a little bit. Um, what What do you see as some of your um, personal victories as a student pastor? Like, where were the, where were the high moments for you? Well, I can't say there's a lot, but there were several. Just to see that some of the students that rolled through our ministry went into the ministry, uh, whether it was to be a pastor, or camp director, or whatever that uh, listened to God's call and then obeyed. Uh, for student, former students to give you a call and say, hey, you remember that story you told? I still remember that story and how it changed my life. I don't remember the story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and also uh, just to have former students who are now parents to bring their students to your youth ministry. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of trust. And that's, uh, that, that helps when you stay a long time to see that, you know, coming around. Uh, just one example. And uh, I can just remember this. We were at Super Summer at, uh, in Hammond, Southeastern. It was hot. And I just happened to be, you know how that is, the super summer, everybody's in a hurry. 
And I saw this girl sitting on the side, on the curb. She was a student, but nobody was around her. So I listened to God and he told me to go talk to her. So, you know, she wasn't pretty. She wasn't one of the special students. Uh, but uh, I took some time, talked to her, found out she was really down and she wanted to really end her life. She didn't see there was any need for her. And uh, I tried to tell her, convince her that God loved her, showed her in the scripture where, you know, he fearfully made you, he has a job for you to do. And then a couple months later, I got a card from her. Well, maybe it was a year later, a card from her with her senior picture saying, thanks for stopping by. Wow. So, so you know, stories that, you know, just, we did the retirement party. <laughs> that was a whole lot of. Uh, but a lot of the students came back and just told me how much spending time with them meant in their lives and how they're still walking with the Lord. And that's all you can do. That's all you can hope for, man. Plant seeds and watch them grow. Yeah. I, I see that as a running theme when I, when we've asked people, you know, what are your greatest uh, victories and everything? You just, you just start talking about students and right. the, the, where they've ended up and just to know that you had a little bit of part in that along the way is awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm going to ask you this question and, and this question is, you know, I, I want you to, to be, to be honest with me. Okay. Okay. How'd you know it was time to step down? How'd you know it was time to retire? Well, there's a couple of factors for sure. The first one was my age. Uh, the stigma, six, I could be their grand, grandfather. I realized I don't have much energy as I did before. Uh, so that was one factor. Uh, still pretty good health, so it wasn't a health issue. Uh, two, COVID. Uh, that whole two years just, that was hard. Yeah. Mm. Uh I had to, we didn't have a pastor, so we had that pressure, but that, that was a killer. Uh, three, uh, we got a new pastor, a young guy, could be my son easily. Uh, he came out of youth ministry, and uh, I told him I would stick around, and helping get to know the people and kind of mentoring on how these people, what they believe and how they, well, they accept people that are coming in to do a lot of change. And honestly, he didn't need my help. Uh, fourth, I had been training a guy, uh, actually a couple of people to take over. I knew one day it was going to end and I felt like they were ready. And I just kind of lost my my passion and joy. Yeah, doing it. Did it seem like God so, had given you a peace at that point? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And with the help of my wife, we decided, why can't we do it now? I, I was obligated to go to camp with them. Went to camp, took the teenagers to camp. Had a great week. Uh, so you knew that was going to be your last time going to camp, right? 
Oh yeah, and I told wow. him. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell him before camp. Yeah. Yeah, and of course I was the oldest guy at camp, and they made a big deal out of that at camp. And uh, so that one of the questions, one of the, they said, if you need to know some, get some advice from somebody who's been in youth ministry, right? this guy's here. One person asked me for a couple thoughts yeah. all week. So, but hey, man, as I, I look back, I did what God called me to do. I did it how He designed me and gifted me, and I'd do it again if I had to. Wow, there he is. I tell you, this dude is a freaking warrior. I know. Man. I'm just telling you, dude. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I'm a little upset with you, Terry, just Golly. because uh, you waited until Lee and I were both out of the state before you retired. Because um, for those of you that don't know, okay, so you know, like we we've mentioned YEC before. That's the big youth evangelism. That's the state youth conference. Uh, for Baptist in Louisiana, and we go there every it's year. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's their biggest event. The Louisiana Baptist Convention is their biggest uh, event every year. They do. I mean, we're like seven or eight thousand teenagers and, there, and they do it well. They do it very well. Oh and, man! And so they always have like this get together for all the student pastors I- I- there, and so you have all these people in the room. And there's all there's usually little giveaways and little swag bags and stuff like that. But they always did these awards, right? And they would always ask, "Who's been in your church the longest?" <laughs> Every year, Terry Townsend's taken home that prize. No matter, I it's, think it's, they named it after it's him. It's the didn't Terry they? Townsend Award. I mean, it's just it just is. And Lee and I just sat there, and I was in I was in my church, my last church in Louisiana, for 13 years. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that was, multiply that, <laughs> and I don't reach Terry Townsend, wow. right? You know? You don't even and come just, close, Rick. I know. And and then he waits until we're gone <laughs> <laughs> to step down, and now somebody else is going to get that award, and it's not going to be me, Man. Lee, or you. And But, dude, I tell you, but you were always, that, that's, that was the cool thing, is there's Terry over there. He's going to get that award, and yeah. that was always... Just I, it was it was an an encouragement, yep, an inspiration to everybody too. Because right. like, there's a guy that's just he's he's been doing. He was he's, a he's continued to do it. Absolutely, yeah. And guys were coming and going, but there's Terry. Like and, like seriously, if they ever came up with a Louisiana Student Minister Hall of Fame, there needs to be a Terry Townsend wing. Well, Terry's on. You said Mount Rushmore yeah, Student I, Ministry. That's I, the I, look, Louisiana's look, got. Like you don't one have face. to toot your own horn, Terry. We're we're going to toot it for you, man. Yeah. I'm just saying. A lot of tooting <laughs> going on in this place. We uh, we appreciate everything you've done, and man, I just. I just hate that we weren't in the state when you actually had your retirement because Rick and I both would have been there. Yeah, we would. Man. Well, yeah. Let me tell you, you guys were encouraging me. I always, always enjoyed hanging around you guys and learning what you were doing and uh, seeing how you were doing personally. And uh, I stole a lot of your ideas. And, uh, and that's one of the benefits of going to YEC and networking with other people. You don't have to think of all the ideas because right. other people have already thought about them and uh, just listen, take good notes and uh, learn from other people. Be a lifetime learner. Yeah. Love yeah. it. Love I love it. that. So Terry, what are you going to do now, man? What, what What's next on, on the agenda, man? Well, uh, I actually get to go to church 
instead of do church. Oh. There's a big difference. Uh, so we have been going to uh, Calvary and Alexandria uh, and just being able to be ministered to through music and the word. And Next time you're there, about. you tell Jeremy Christ I said hello. Okay, I'll do he, it. He was one of my kids. Yeah, oh. I got me a little gig on the side. I, I, I deliver papers for the local um, Gina Times, and uh, I get to meet people, get to hear, stay in contact with them. Uh, I get to go on vacation without asking anybody. Uh, wow. Here it is. I plan to do some <laughs> golfing. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a schedule. Uh, we sit, I sit down with my wife and we decide what we're going to do this week and uh, chase grandchildren, watch them play ball. And like our grandson now is plays for Ash. So I don't feel obligated to go to Gina high school games. I can go to Ash games. And uh, so life is good. Had an opportunity to uh, share the gospel with my two uh, grandson, twin grandsons, uh, a couple weeks ago, and they accepted Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. So, still reading my Bible every day, getting filled up, and one day I may have an opportunity to preach a little bit in a church. But uh, that book is closed. The uh, full-time ministry is closed. Oh, well, I I, I appreciate all your years of full-time ministry just uh, just coming from me just wa- watching that and um yeah i learned so much from so many guys in the state and just like you said being around the yec stuff and getting to network with people uh that was invaluable to me too i'll tell you real quick before i ask this last question my, one of my favorite terry townsend moments for me okay this is just well it, it, it i don't even know if you remember this but it was Lee, you'd already left, and there was a lot of transition, and we're sitting, we went to a YEC meeting, and it was just all these new faces, right? And then there was like me and Terry. and Because uh, you guys had been on that planning team for a long oh, time. Oh, yeah. And, but I remember Terry, Terry got getting up, walking over, and sitting by me going, I'm sitting on this side of the table. <laughs> like, because it was just like us and, and, the, and everything, and I was like, that's right. <laughs> That's my guy right there. We're gonna, we're gonna. Not that we were. They wasn't a, like it wasn't a you know antagonistic. It wasn't against anybody, but it was just like, man, we've been here. We got those battle scars, and it was just always right. Nice to know, you know. That's an inspiration for. I'm telling you. Guys out there, if you're if you're and, and ladies, if if you're younger and you're just starting out and doing this, and you're and you're one and and you've you've been through COVID and dealt with all the hardship and, and you've done through these, these things and you're wondering, can I keep on, man, there, there, there are people out there that are, that are still going that you can look to and you need to go. Don't be that, be that one person that goes to Terry at at camp and asks for something. Um, but seek out these, these people that have been there for a while. There's a lot of encouragement and inspiration there. Certainly. So, so Terry, is there anything that, that, you wished we would have asked you that we didn't? I just, a couple of things. I wrote down a couple of things. Like uh, I was very intentional the last few years that I went to camp that uh, I would encourage this, the college students that were working there. Uh, I can't imagine having that much energy doing mission fuge or centrifuge every week for 
seven straight weeks. These are camp ministries, uh, by the way. Yep. Yeah, I think that they need us youth leaders to encourage them to just just give them a hug or just give them, hey, you're doing a good job. Because uh, that's got to be pretty intimidating to talk to people in st- student ministry, especially old guys like me. And, and you're only around them about a week. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a short term yeah. kind of thing. Um, yeah, and to just to say, hey, you're doing a good job. Don't right. don't let me intimidate you. Uh, I appreciate what you said, and you can learn from them people a lot. Uh, second, uh, I think the, I, I'm a lifetime learner. I read books. I think one of the most important books I ever read, and I read it several times, was The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. I highly recommend that anybody in ministry just to read it. It's short chapters. He has some very insightful things about working in a church. And then another book series that uh, it's about perspective. It's non, it's fictional, but it's by Andy Andrews, The Noticer. And when I read the first one, it, it changed the way I began to look at how, what people were going through. And so a couple things, I made some mistakes, man. I, I I wish I had done a better job in parent ministry and I would go to those conferences and talk to you guys and how well you were doing it. And I, I just couldn't pull that trigger uh, and didn't get everything right. But Hey, I tried about everything. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's all about the students. Right. It's not about you. Yep. Yep. Well, Terry, Let's just say that, that I'm a, a brand new person starting out in student ministry, and I wanted to ask you some questions. Is there a way that, that people can email you and, 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 and ask you, you know, whatever they need to ask you? Sure. My email address is Terry Townsend, all lowercase, 2003 at yahoo.com. Okay. Uh, I'll be glad. I would love to help people. Uh and uh, I'll try to answer qu- their questions the best I can. I can only speak from my perspective, but I, I've been through the road a little bit, so I can tell you some things to look out for. Young people listening, take him up on that. Yeah, take advantage of that. And there again, this whole podcast, man, uh, Rick and I are sitting here writing down notes and stuff. And this is, this is one of those that, that, you know, you probably need to go back and listen to it again and, and get a pen and some paper and just sit down. And just jot down some of this, some of this stuff because it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's stuff that you can apply to your ministry, you can apply it to your life. And uh, man, just just to be somewhere that long, being that effective. Uh, I read on one of the articles that someone had written about Terry uh, on Facebook that he has ministered to over forty five thousand uh, students and adults through his conferences and through serving. Uh, in student ministry. That's a healthy chunk of people right there, buddy. 45,000. Yeah. That's amazing. It's got to be more than that, but that's just Terry, what it you, said. You have to be now. almost as old as Lee. <laughs> Rick. Uh, <laughs> uh, turn your I'm mic pretty much older than Lee. I uh, know. I, I mess with Lee is two years older than me, so I give him grief every every time yeah, we is do Is that this. what you call it? Just grief? 
Well, it's good. It's good grief. <laughs> good grief. There yeah, you go. It is. Well, I uh, just some final final thoughts I want to throw out at you. Once again, Terry, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you know, being in student ministry long term uh, should be a goal of every student pastor. Um, I love what what Terry said when he said, um, "Be quiet and listen, and uh, quit trying to do what others want you to do and do what God called you to do." Um, those are some really good quotes right there that um, we need to just listen to. You know, um, it's it's always amazing, and I've I've learned it. You know, all throughout my years of ministry, that anytime I'm around guys that have been in it longer than I, that I can. There's so much you can learn, and so for student pastors who are listening to this, uh, take that take that little nugget of information. Find find a guy that can help mentor you, or a girl that can mentor you, uh, that's been in it, that can kind of help you out, uh, showing you the uh, the ropes, uh, helping you avoid mistakes. That's the whole reason we're doing this podcast. If we're mm-hmm. honest, you know, we want to help other student pastors, student ministers, and and people that work with teenagers and students. We want to help you. So if there's any way we can help you, let us know as well. Uh, if you'd like to contact us, uh, you can do so through Instagram at all the t-shirts podcast. Uh, you can also do email at all the t-shirts podcast at gmail.com. And we're also on Twitter, all the t-shirts RL. That's like Rick and Lee on Twitter. Uh, that's where you can get in touch with us. Also want to tell you guys about our dad con that's coming up. You know, you've heard us talk about that and, um, just to kind of throw that out there at you, just to um, share with you some information about that. It's November 6th through the 8th uh, this year. It's at the, the on the campus of New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary uh, in New Orleans, and it's a Sunday through a Tuesday afternoon kind of thing. Uh, we just get together with a bunch of youth pastors and youth ministers and uh, we spend time just sharing ideas and we fellowship together and it's a great event. Um, it doesn't cost anything. I mean, you, you're just paying for your hotel rooms or whatever. Uh, and there's there's rooms available there at the seminary. If you contact Providence House uh, down in New Orleans, uh, part of the seminary, they can get you hooked up with that. Um, man, we'd love to have you come and join us. If you need more information about that, just email us and we'll, uh, we'll send you the more information that we have about that. Rick, you got anything you want to close us out with today, man? I do have a quote. Yeah. Uh, Terry, I, I finish each episode with a quote and they're usually pretty stupid. So, uh, so, uh, not to, you know, and going with tradition here, um, in the immortal words of that great theologian, the common dad joke. They say when you get old, your memory's the second thing to go. Can't remember what the first one is. Oh, my. That's good. Yeah. It's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) You guys and gals have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.